I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Let's talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. Is this going to be an exceptionally long episode? No, I don't think so. This is the fourth movie in the, I believe it's Warner Brothers and Village Pictures have joint control over the Monsterverse that began with the 2014 Godzilla, followed by Kong Skull Island in 2018-something, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters, absolutely atrocious film from 2019, and now number four, and possibly the last film in this, because there's no teaser at the end, and I don't know what you do after you do Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm not sure either. Like you said, we both basically despised Godzilla. Oh, the worst vs. movie of 2019. Yeah. I wanted to leave the theater. It was, it was painfully bad. And it was just... It just it sucked so hard. But... <laughs> this was a significantly better film. Oh, it is, not yes. Not that it's gr- good, mm-hmm. which we will eventually yeah. get to, but... But you could so at least tolerate much better. watching this movie. And I was entertained. I didn't want to scream at, the, at this yeah. movie. And I was worried at the beginning because it doesn't start strong. It starts kind of awkward. And, and you didn't think so? It's a ridiculous film. There's, there's it a, is a ridiculous film. There's a, there's a scene early on where uh, Kyle Chandler is talking to his daughter who's trying to convince him about her pet theories about why Godzilla is attacking these corporate, this corporate plant in like Pensacola, Florida. And she, she'd been listening to this podcast, and Michael Chandler's like, you need to stop listening to that podcast. It's filling your mind with crazy ideas. You should be in school. And I laughed out loud because it was just such a corny line. Yeah. And, I mean, a, a major plot point in this film is The Hollow Earth. It's, it is a ridiculous, ridiculous movie, which is what it should be because it's Godzilla versus Kong, and it, it can't take itself seriously that would that would work even less being slightly tongue-in-cheek one of the big issues i have with how they do some of these movies like there's that attack in, in florida and then moments later there's this massive military mobilization and this is in the presumably fairly short aftermath of the events of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where there's extensive worldwide destruction. They indicate that it's around five years later, but I don't think Millie Bobby Brown looks like like she aged aged enough. Yeah, Yeah. And and there's even five years later, you will not have rebuilt your military sufficiently to mobilize for the simply for the transportation of Godzilla the way that they portray it. So, so the plot is that subsequent to Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where they kill that that multi-headed thingamabob. And there's all the other monsters are revealed all over the world that Godzilla goes crazy and kills all of them. That should be a movie. You have all these monster fights that you're implying happened and we didn't get to see. That feels like it's wasted. It feels like this whole franchise is just like the DCU as opposed to the MCU or the D- DCEU or whatever they call the DC one. They're trying to go too fast. Yeah. And they're just wanting to get to the super big stuff and they just leave out stuff that might have been interesting to see but anyway godzilla's killed all of his because he's the alpha and the only other alpha is kong and they've like walled like domed part of skull island to keep him there because of reasons and one of the things that kept creating like a simulated environment one of the things that kept getting at me through this film is how impossibly expensive everything is 
Exactly. Like, like, like that's like six percent of the the world's money would go to making the enclosure for Kong. The most believable part of this movie was Kong's enclosure, the Truman Show of giant gorillas. Yeah, for me, that was the most believable part of this entire movie. That facility in Florida, that would have taken forever to construct. Yeah, I, I mean, it would have been faster to build that dome and get well, Kong and, inside it. And they 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 build the Mecha Godzilla to to kill the real Godzilla. And I get kind of the plot, but I don't understand where the money is in that venture because that's that's a crazy expensive thing to build. Who's who's reimbursing you for your Godzilla killing services? It doesn't matter because then you control the world. Mm-hmm. And where's Charles Dance? He was set up to be the big bad in the last film. He's not in this film at all. Instead, we have another Latin American billionaire, rich Latin American guy like in Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, One thing I did like about this film is how it is two films that kind of hit against each other occasionally but don't really meet until the end. And you've got Team Godzilla and Team Kong. And in Team Godzilla, you've got Alexander Skarsgård, and Rebecca Hall is the scientist that studies Kong, and then the little Polynesian girl who's like the only survivor from Skull Island who has this kind of link with Kong. And the military wants to get Kong into the hollow earth because there's an energy source in the hollow earth that the big corporation wants to use to power their Mecha Godzilla. And then Team Godzilla is Millie Bobby Brown and that New Zealand Aboriginal kid that's in everything anymore. What's his name? Julian Dennison? Yeah, he was in um, Hunt for the Wilder People. He was in the second Deadpool movie. He also was in the Christmas second Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. So he's in a lot yeah. of stuff, which seems almost improbable, but he's, he's a likable presence. Yeah. And then, uh, as I mentioned, Millie Bobby Brown, and then the podcaster, who's played by Brian... Brian oh, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry. Who's kind of a... a a joke on all those conspiracy theorists. You know, he's basically the Woody Harrelson character from the movie 2012. And that group is actually kind of funny. They're kind of funny. Yeah. But it's incongruous with the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. But maybe they weren't really trying. They were just kind of like... If you're going to make a narrative, how how do you have all of your narratives be incongruous? And, you know... Because the last film was just too solemn. And so they needed to make this thing lighter, even if yeah. it didn't particularly make sense. Yeah. And and it didn't necessarily make sense. It was crazy, and Kong has to basically have an artificial defibrillator applied to him at one point. <laughs> and, it's, and then Kong and Godzilla team up. To kill Mechagodzilla, destroy Mechagodzilla. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, but at least it was somewhat entertaining. Yeah. Which is about as much praise as I can give this movie. Yeah. So. I saw it theatrically. Which probably actually helped the movie. Uh, yeah, I would agree. This is this is the kind of film that, if you're going to see it, and I'm only going to see it this thing once, see it on the big screen. Well, and and I've we've had this discussion before, like just given a combination of circumstances, having puppies at home, my wife and I decided early on this year when HBO announced their deal with Warner Brothers to put everything. On HBO the same day it hits theaters. We subscribed to HBO, so I've got it at home. It would have been beneficial to see in the theaters. Just given a combination of circumstances, I wasn't quite ready to 
be back in theaters yet very much. Well, um, you wouldn't have trouble getting in because I saw it like the second or third week oh, no. was out. Two o'clock Saturday showing, there were 13 people in it, It's showing. all about my willingness to return to the theater, which will happen sooner than later, mm. but just isn't happening yet. So we watched it at home, turned the sound up, you know, mm. I've got an okay TV, all that type of stuff. But I can certainly see how the theater experience would have helped this. No. So, so I'm curious to see if it will, as we compare ratings, curious to see if it will get a ratings bump in your estimation from having seen it in the theaters, but... Probably a little. Yeah. I probably enjoyed it more on a big screen than I would have on a smaller screen. So how did you rate this film? Two out of four? Maybe one... Yeah, two out of four. I'll be generous to it. Because it's I such can, an improvement over the previous I one. can see the two out of four, because otherwise you're giving it, what, one and a half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see the two out of four. How? What would you give it on the ten-star scale, though? Four or five. See, I get. I at least gave it six. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you gave... It got a... a uh, theater bump from you. Mm. I gave it six on the 10 star scale because it is somewhat entertaining. I didn't hate it the way I hated King of the Monsters. Mm. I still think the best one in this series was the original Godzilla. I would agree with that. Yeah. What would you give it on the four star scale? Two. Two. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. So if it's, if it's basically entertaining, you know, okay, fine. You know, it's, like I said, I don't like to give movies half stars. I don't think this deserves one star on the four star scale. Mm-hmm. So it would be one and a half, or you, you bump it to the two, and I'll just go ahead and bump it to the two. So, mm-hmm. by the way, the young girl, we should, you know, I wanted to mention her name. Her name's Kaylee Hoddle, mm-hmm. plays Gia. Mm-hmm. And while it was cute, the finger touch was ridiculous. Kong wouldn't be able to feel the size of his finger. He wouldn't feel her finger on his. Yeah. He wouldn't feel her fist on his finger. It's like me feeling the single leg of a fly. And that's probably generous. It's pretty close, yeah. So, Much else to add on this one? No. Okay. I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Look at Alexander Skarsgård's picture. Yeah. The fact that that's his public picture... Yeah, yeah. Like that's his picture on IMDb. You, you know, know why? You know why he's only wearing half a tuxedo? Why is that? Because he's Pennywise. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't want to spend extra money. There you go. See.
All right. The scariest, you gotta give me a the scariest monster in this movie was was Pennywise. <laughs> Is that really it's, it's who Pennywise yeah, yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen any it's either Kong, of those. Kong, Godzilla versus Kong versus Pennywise. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. And you you look at his face and you and you'll see it. And, and it gets creepy. Just yeah. <laughs> his face is now permanently creepy because of that association. Yeah. Yeah. 